everyone. Welcome back to Easy Money Fantasy Podcast. We're your hosts, Slum and Romeo. And for today's episode, we got something a little different. We're going to go through um, a comparison of players on who would you rather have on your team. It's already been like six weeks. And, you know, there's some surprises where players are doing better than we thought. And you know, we're going to go through it. Um, so, Romeo. Hey, what's pop? So, my first uh, who would you rather have is OG versus Bobby Boucher. What do you think about Bobby Boucher and OG so far? I think I would rather have OG right now. Um, it's kind of tough. It's actually a really good match comparison. I think the only reason why I'm kind of avoiding Boucher is because he's really matchup dependent. And you know, he, he gets hot for a couple games, but he kind of falls off because of the rotation. He definitely deserves to be the starting center at this time, especially after we dropped Alex Len. Yeah, I feel like OG just, he'll always get the minutes. And, you know, as of, as of late, he's kind of been popping off. So I do like OG for the consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, for me, it's super tough. Uh, but probably going to have to agree with you on having OG. Um, Boucher, you're right. He's definitely, like, matchup con- uh it depends on his matchup for sure. It's super dependent on that. Uh, and OG has been solidly... Like, he's always going to be a starter. He's always going to be playing his usual, like, 30 minutes a game. Possibly more. Yeah. It also depends on team build a little bit, but I think overall, you're always going to want to have OG over him for sure. Um. The only thing you get more from Boucher is the blocks. Like, the blocks are huge from him. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to get to. Like, it's a toss-up. If you need blocks, Boucher is definitely better. But if you want steals, OG's averaging 2.2. It's actually switched, if you look at it. So I think Boucher gets 2.2 blocks. and Oh, OG gets 2.1 steals a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on what defensive stat you need. And Boucher hits threes, too, which is... Not as much as OG, but he's pretty much right about there. And he's not really a huge rebound guy, so they pretty much give you the same thing, just switching up the uh, defensive stats. Yeah, the only thing I'm scared for Boucher is if we pick up another center, because we did let Alex Len go. I feel like we're in the process of getting a center. Boucher also scares me. Like, If you watch his games, he looks super skinny out there. Uh, I'm scared he's gonna break something every time he he looks like um yeah he looks like at any moment like a leg or an arm is gonna snap the guy needs to put on some muscle for sure yeah he's very very skinny um, but yeah like i said i'm just scared that we pick up a real set like not real but like a really good center mm-hmm. and it really cut into his time mm-hmm. yeah if we trade for an, like an andre drummond or... or john collins or something like that yeah that's done kill his value but yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, OG. So I guess we're on a consensus there. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for my two guys, I think this one is on the higher scale of players. Uh, would you rather have Steph Curry or Kevin Durant? Ooh. Um, right off the bat, I think right now, I'd prefer Steph Curry. I just think 
Kevin Durant is going to be resting a lot more games. And it's still hard to tell what's going to happen um, usage-wise with Harden and Kyrie Irving because they haven't really had that many games together yet. And, I mean, if you look at last game, he, he only got 20 points, but I think that was mostly because of bad shooting. And there's also his resting issue. Uh, he's still going to be resting games, possibly back-to-backs, whereas Curry, they're fighting to get into a playoff spot, and Curry's going to be, like, balling out every night. So I think I'd definitely rather have Curry than Kevin Durant. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I think they're really close right now, um, ranking-wise. I think, I don't know, for myself, I think I probably have to agree with you there. I think Curry slightly edges Kevin Durant just because of the the big three that they have and the potential rest. Um, Kevin Durant, he did play his first back-to-back. Um, doesn't seem like he's actively trying to rest, which is a good thing for owners. Um, not like some of these players who just always Actual rest. Embiid. Embiid? He's resting? Yeah. No, no, trust me. Embiid's not even that bad. Like, if you look at Westbrook, he's really bad. He's always resting on back-to-backs. Um, Blake Griffin, too. Oh, I would okay. know. Well, that, that was a given. But, uh, like, they're resting for kind of pres- preserving themselves for... I'm not sure what, because it would make sense if they were a playoff team and they're trying to, you know, save themselves for the postseason. But both their teams are not even in <laughs> playoff contention. So what are they resting for? Yeah, you know Westbrook, what I mean? I think Westbrook, they're just trying to keep his value up in case they want to try and trade him, because they're obviously not making playoffs. It's a weird thing for me. I think Steph Curry definitely slightly edges Kevin Durant, but I think Kevin Durant has really good numbers. Like He's, he's averaging 30. He's shooting 51% from the field. Um, oh, for he sure. Gets, he gets more blocks than Curry, but Curry gets more steals. The assists are pretty much the same. That's the, the really surprising thing to me is like how close the assists are. It also surprises how close the rebounds are, too. Uh, well, Katie gets three more rebounds than him, which is yeah, right. That, that, I thought it would be a, a, a bigger um, difference. No, nah, so, uh, I think that's, that's okay. I think the assists are a little surprising. I think for that one, it's Katie's always been like an underrated passer, pretty solid for his passing. But I think... Steph Curry just has nobody to pass to this season. And he's just kicking it to, like, Kelly Oubre, and he's bricking everything. <laughs> hey, Oubre's been pretty fire lately. He's come along. Yeah, I think he just needs to get guys that can actually make buckets, and his assist will go up. Yeah, he definitely needs that, for sure. Yeah, but at least, as I feel for Katie, he's definitely doing a lot better than uh, we anticipated in our ranking, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty big surprise for me, seeing him do what he's doing. I'm still concerned about his health, but... No, you should be. he can hang around. He's averaging 30. I think his health is not in question anymore. <laughs> I'm just worried he's pushing himself too much, especially on that Achilles that's been repaired. So. Well, okay. Cool, so yeah, I think we're on uh, agreement there. Steph Curry's mm-hmm. currently better. Yeah, um, another matchup I have is, would you rather have uh, Zach Levine or Brendan Ingram? 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, they're rid I of think... different players for sure, but yeah, I think for me personally, it's gonna be Zach Levine. He's my guy. <laughs> um, Brian, they're both having like career seasons right now. Uh, the only thing is, Zach Levine racks up more threes and steals. Um, Brent Ingram's the defensive stats aren't fully there yet. He's only averaging 0.7 steals and 0.9 blocks. Whereas Zach Levine is averaging 1.3 steals. Um, and I think Zach Levine's shooting it at like a crazy rate. He's hitting 50% of his shots, which is mind-blowing for me. Um, he's averaging 27 points and 3.4 threes a game. Whereas Ingram is averaging less. So, yeah. I yeah, think Zach Levine. The big thing there is like Zach Levine is the number one option on Chicago, where Brendan Ingram is like. It depends on the night. If um, Zion's having a better night, he becomes like second, third option. So that's definitely concerning. Um, I think I'd rather have Zach Levine as well, just because he puts up better. Um, like he'll be more consistent in the long run. Um, they're both pretty consistent, but Zach Levine edges them out a bit, and he's always gonna be the number one guy in Chicago. Like they have nobody over there, so he has no worries on Chicago. Yeah, I think Zach Levine's the highest usage person on Chicago for sure, and mm-hmm. he, I think he cracked the top twelve actually, based on the uh, Yahoo ranking. He's the seventh best player. <laughs> I should have drafted him where I thought. I, oh man, I should have taken him. Yeah, I kind of regret not picking him up early on, but it's hard to say. I'm pretty sure he's not going to hold on to that value the all season. I don't know. He's looking really good, really, really good. I think uh, Chicago's also had a few injuries to Markkinen and uh, Carter. I think it takes away from him a bit when they're both back around but he's got good blocks for a guard which is nice yeah he's definitely I think he deserves to be an all-star this season if he puts up these numbers he just needs to win a little bit more for sure yeah that's not completely his fault either but yeah what else you got um so for my next who would you rather have I have DeMar DeRozan or Jimmy Butler? Huh. Oh, man. Um, DeMar DeRozan's having quite the season so far. Um, he's kind of a goldmine this year where he went pretty low and no one was expecting him to put up these kind of numbers where his assists are that high and he's never been like a huge assist guy. And then whereas Butler's kind of been injured, like, <laughs> almost all season so far. I think he has COVID right now, which is not really a huge concern because obviously he's going to come back and he's not going to, like, be limited because of COVID. But, yeah, he hasn't really been <laughs> – like, he's kind of been a bust so far. Um, but if history tells you anything, like, Butler will uh, come back and put up the same numbers that he's been putting up. His points are down this year, which is a bit concerning. But you can always depend on him for those steals and, like, mid-assists and rebounds. 
Uh, who would I rather have? I'd, ha- I'd rather have Jimmy Butler still. Uh, I still believe in him, even though DeMar might be looking better right now. I think I'd still rather have Jimmy Butler, but that's that's a pretty hard one. Yeah, I think I would rather have DeMar DeRozan right now. Um, even with, like, minus the health side of things. I feel like Jimmy Butler, his team's gotten, you know, a little better, and he's going to look to share the wealth of his teammates. Like, you know, Bam's on the rise. You got Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. I feel like he's going to pass more to those guys and defer. I think that's going to drop his points for sure. And he'll only score when he's kind of needed to, which is what I'm scared of for Jimmy. So that that's one big thing. I think they're both actually down in points this season. DeMar's only at 20. But yeah, Jimmy's always been elite at steals, still getting two and a half, uh, 2.2. Uh, but DeMar's still having a average, <clears throat> like a decent one. Um, yeah, I think every cat's like pretty much close except for you know demar's getting a little bit more assists right now just one one more assist or two more assists than uh jimmy yeah they're both still not hitting threes so yeah they're, they're both <laughs> not and they're both threes. like free throw specialists they're they're pretty similar players but that it shouldn't be this close butler should be way above him based off like where you drafted these guys for sure You're yeah pretty happy about DeRozan. Where, where you got him this year. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have DeMar. I feel like he's still the, at least the 1A on that Spurs team. Boss should be in his hands at least half the time uh, with split with the Jujunte. I think Jimmy Butler's going to have a smaller role this season in Miami. They just have so much depth. Okay, I agree. They definitely have more depth, but I got to go with Butler. Um, just based off his history yeah. and and based off just him not actually being hurt just so he can come back and still be his usual self self no problem but yeah <laughs> i don't think he's worth a second so, round pick though so for butler. Let's, say, let's say you had butler and someone offered you demar Derozan, you'd take that trade eh? i would okay i would take it um but i know i can probably get a sprinkle out of it just, just based on the name value. Yeah. So, like, I would do it in a vacuum, but in the real world, I would probably try and grab a sprinkle. Yeah. Just because I know little, I can. Add a little sprinkle to it, for sure. Uh, yeah. Get a but little... for sure, yeah, I would, I would rather... Yeah, if, like, if I could redo the draft and Butler was, you know, next on my list, I would have preferred to replace him with DeRozan if I was still going at that same spot with Butler. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you know what's funny? Butler hasn't made a three this whole season. Oh, that's shocking. even when he played, he has zero point zero. He's not that bad. Like he'll hit three threes some nights, and that's shocking. He hasn't yeah. hit a single one, but he hasn't played that many games this year, which is might be a reason why. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I guess that's our first disagreement there. Yeah, maybe you'll agree with me on this one, uh, or disagree. Uh, Kyle Lowry or Freddie Van Fleet for the rest of the season? That's a that's a very very tough one. Um, 
Kyle Lowry, I think, you know, he's doing what Kyle Lowry does. Uh, the points are a little bit down, but kind of holding up. Um, but I think, as of right now, I would rather have Fred VanVleet over Kyle Lowry. Interesting. Um, Fred's hitting more threes. His steals is better. Their um, points are... I think he's even getting more points, and the assists are pretty much the same. So it looks like Fred is just better fantasy-wise than Kyle Lowry right now. Um, <laughs> and, and there's always that concern Kyle Lowry gets injured and, um, you know, due to his age, I can see him resting down the stretch or, you know, one small injury could become a big injury for him. And the Raptors should honestly just tank. Like, I don't see any reason for us to try and win at all. So I think I like Fred Van, Vliet, Fred Van Vliet's outlook. And not only that, but he, he's doing better fantasy-wise. So, uh, yeah, for sure. for sure he's doing uh, better so far. It's so hard for me to take Van Fleet over Lowry. Lowry, like Van Fleet's having, I wouldn't say a breakout season. I, I think a lot of people expected him to be this good when he gets the minutes. And, the yeah, the biggest thing is... Raptors have been looking terrible, and they could possibly try and tank this year, and Lowry might even get moved. And I'm not really, it depends on which team he goes to, um, how that'll affect his fantasy value. Uh, I can't really see it going too far down unless he gets traded to a team that already has like a number one point guard, but it'll play over him. But any team trading for him, I'm pretty sure they won't have that. So, for me, uh, I guess I'd probably have to say Van Fleet as well, just nice because <laughs> of uh, how well he's been doing and based off the situation and age. Like they're pro- uh, Van Fleet's going to play all season. He's not going to get rested because of to tank for sure. He's like a young guy still. So. Yeah, I have to agree on that one as well. Yeah, and I have a feeling that the Raptors will not be, like, tanking outright. It's kind of not in their genetics to do that, but we should really be tanking, in my opinion. Yeah. We, we need to get that number one pick. Um, And Kyle Lowry, if he does get traded to any team, I think, like you said, for sure, he will be the starting point guard. Because why would you trade for a $30 million salary guy? If he's not going to start for you. Exactly. Um, but the thing is, I don't think he'll be the number one option either. Oh, for or, sure. He might be a barely number two option, depending. Like, I see some destinations, like, the Clippers might try and trade for him. Right? I think that would kill his value. If he goes to the Lakers somehow, which I don't think they want him, but if he did, that would kill his value. Just trying to think of champion, the teams that are actually in the running. Yeah, like most teams, he'll be the third option. Yeah, he's. I don't really see a team where he's gonna just go in there and be numbered like the straight up number two. Or it's hard for me to see, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, the straight up number two is. There's very few teams that are gonna be competing for playoff spots that he'll be the number two guy. Exactly. I'm trying to think of one example. I I mean maybe Miami, but even then, I wouldn't call him a 
straight number two on that team because they just have Ooh. so much weapons. Um, I think it would it would probably go Butler, Bam, then Lowry. Yeah, it, they'd be like two A and two B. Yeah, that's, that would probably kill his value. Yeah, they have so many three point shooters too. Yeah, so there's there's no competitive team right now that trading for Lowry would make him better fantasy wise. It would probably hurt his value. Yeah, at least that makes sense. Any trade that could make sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So for my next one, uh, I have Malcolm Brogdon or Chris Middleton. Um, Chris Middleton is always my boy every year. Uh, and when you say the names, I instantly want to say Chris Middleton. But I know Brogdon's been putting up some huge numbers this year. And, oh, he's, so he's actually ranked number nine, um, at least Roto value-wise. And, yeah, his assists have, like, skyrocketed this year. Um, I thought Oladipo coming back would affect his value more, but it didn't. And then he got traded now, so... I know... The big thing with Brogdon, like last year, I had him and he burned me for most of the year. He he kept getting these weird injuries where he'd stay out for like two or three games and he'd never actually get the the injury tag, which was killing me. I just missed like a blank space on my bench, which um, makes me probably a bit biased. So I would take Middleton still for sure. Um, Middleton's been putting up basically what he's always done, like. You know, um, solid rebounds, solid assists, solid points. His steals have come back up from last year, which was the main concern. Um, they're a bit up. Um, they should be a bit higher. So hopefully they do come back. But uh, for the season season long, I, yeah, I definitely take Chris Middleton. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree there. I think... Malcolm Brogdon is going to be my choice. Um, I know Middleton's always, like, consistent, especially after, you know, he had that one year where he was injured, but, you know, relatively healthy. Um, the steals were up at one point in the season, and it kind of dropped back down to just one now. Um, and percentage-wise, he's better, but I think Brogdon is just playing the best basketball of his career right now. Um, he's, like, First option on that team without Oladipo. No, no, sorry, he's the second option behind uh, Sabonis. Yeah, Saboni. <laughs> Who just yeah. got hurt? So. Who just got hurt? Um, but yeah, he's the second option. I think with Middleton, he's in the mix with Drew Holiday. Probably like a one A one B situation there. And. Oh, after Giannis, yeah. Yeah, for sure. After Giannis, it's. And yeah, I just think Malcolm Brogdon has, especially with like no Levert there too, right? Right now, yeah, I think it opens uh, him up for more minutes, more playing time, more opportunity, more shots. So yeah, I just don't trust him after last year what he did to me. So 
Yeah, you're just hating those a little weird, bit. Little injuries, injury? but I, I know he, he hasn't got hurt yet this year, but... <laughs> he was looking good. He, he basically did the same thing last year where he's... I think he's ranked 7. And I'm like, shit, like I got a gold mine in my draft picks here. Because I think I got him like 7th or 8th round. And then all of a sudden, the wheels just completely fell off. And it's like every week he was sitting out at least 2 games out of 3 or 4. And he, he just... Kill, he was killing my team because I couldn't drop him, but I also couldn't put him on IR. So, yeah, it's definitely a bit of bias here. And I also love Chris Middleton. Yeah, you do. He he always balls out. So, yeah, yeah. I'd stick with my Mr. Consistent uh, KM. No, I think you should have went to Brogdon. Like, <laughs> I think he's gonna have a better season. I don't know why Middleton's steals kind of went down. He, he, like, I was really expecting like 1.5 or something steals from him, but defensively, like, that kind of takes it away. Malcolm Brogdon is actually averaging 1.5 steals. Yeah, that's which is so new for him because usually he was never he was never a um, defensive uh, points kind of guy. And more assists. That's what that's way too juicy. That's wild. Absolutely wild. More points too. They're both doing really well though. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a pretty fair trade, but come on, man, you can't you can't give up Middleton. I can. Not me. Not me. I, I didn't feel your injury pain from last season, so I have nothing against them. Yeah. Like I, I could start dropping him a few times after some of the shit he did to me, but. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, lots of games on tonight. Should probably keep an eye out for our next episode. <laughs> Any breakout performances? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I think uh, we are done for this episode. Yeah. If you need some help, just reach out to us. We got Instagram, Twitter, uh, Reddit, Easy Money Fantasy. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Cool.